Good morning and thank you all for your attendance. This is a very exciting time for the city. This is something that we absolutely are proud of. Uh, to be able to do things like this are important. I look throughout the crowd and so many of you are instrumental in this project and I thank you all for being here. I'd like to start off uh, with the elected officials. Uh, today we're joined by Council President Noel DeBona. Council President. Uh, Ward 1 Councilor, uh, Dave McCarthy, who's, this is his ward. Ward 4 Councilor, Jim Devine is here as well. And Chuck Phelan, who called me, who's not only uh, a city councilor, but he's also on the Affordable Housing Trust, called me from Glasgow this morning just to make sure that I mentioned his name. So, <laughs> not running again. Yeah, that's what I said. But hey, listen, you got to do what he said. Um, and uh, what I'd like to do now is also mention the other folks uh, that are here today, and each and every one of them has played a significant um position in this process. Uh, I'd like to first uh, mention Sean Glennon, who is the Director of Community Development. Sean is here today. Rob Stevens, my Deputy Planning Director, is here today. Sherry Zoe, who you're going to hear from shortly, is the Housing Program Manager for the city. Sherry is a superstar when it comes to housing. I'd also mention I'd also like to mention the mayor's chief of staff, Chris Walker, is here. <laughs> Director of Operations, Helen Murphy. The city's finance director, Eric Mason, is here. And also Bob Damon, who is the director of historic resources for the city. He is here as well. Fabrizio, the Executive Director of the Affordable Housing Trust, is here with us today. John Bacon, Special Counsel to the Affordable Housing Trust, is here. John. Karen O'Toole is here. Uh, the Director of Community Pres Preservation is here with us today. Some members of that committee, uh, Scott Campbell is here today. Maureen Mazrimas is here today. Ellen O'Donnell is here today as well. If I've missed anybody, it is only because you didn't get here early enough for me to spot you in the crowd. Um, I'd next like to mention uh, Granite City Partners, uh, led by um, Joe Shea who has been very instrumental and those the, the boards on that building are because Joe's idea was let's not let anybody in there and mess it up while he's uh, while we're waiting to get the hard work done. Also Olivia von der Benken who has done an incredible amount of work on this project as well with Granite City Partners. Joining us from the Affordable Housing Trust Committee is uh, member Paul Conley is here. Reverend Sheldon Bennett. 
Mike Kiley is here as well. And Derek Adamic is here as well. At this time, what I'd like to do is introduce uh, Sherry Zoe. Sherry, as I mentioned before, is the housing program manager for the city of Quincy and a member of the community development staff and uh, a very important member of the Affordable Housing Trust scene, as anybody who's worked with us knows. So with no further ado, Sherry, please. Thank you. Good morning, all. It's an honor for me to be here today on behalf of the Affordable Housing Trust Fund Committee. If my voice sounds a little shaky, it's because it's a little chilly out, not because all my bosses are here with me today. <laughs> um, but since um, they're all here, I do want to take the opportunity to brag a little bit. The Trust Committee has done tremendous work since its inception in 2000, um, since 2001. We've been busier than ever. To date, we've accepted a total of 125 on and off-site units from private developments that are restricted for 80% area medium income households. And for the private developments that we accepted a fee in lieu of the units, we collected a total of $38 million. And with that, we funded affordable housing projects that directly resulted in a creation of affordable housing units. Most of them occupied, some of them under construction, and a few like this project in front of us today that we were recently approved. With this project's current proposal, which I'm sure you'll hear more about later today, we would have a total of 600 units across the city as a result of the inclusionary zoning ordinance. And this is just one aspect of what the trust does. I also want to take this opportunity to mention under Mayor Cope's leadership, Chairman Mr. Fatsis and Executive Director Mr. Fabrizio, <laughs> uh, some of the other projects that the trust committee have supported in the recent past. The Kylie Building at um, Temple Street in the city center, it opened its door last year. It was a creation of new 32 units, veteran housing, that was supported with two point, uh, sorry, that was supported with 3.25 million trust funds. The Finn Building on Hancock Street in the city center was a new 22 unit housing completed also last year supported with 2 million trust funds. 1.9 million was provided for the demolition and new construction of 14 units for what used to be a housing, a rooming house on Bigelow Street that caught fire last summer, which resulted in a total loss. Going back in time a little bit, the trust committee provided 1 million in flood mitigation in 2017 to residents who were impacted by one of the worst nor'easter winter storms that some of you might still remember. One million was provided to a total of 477 Quincy residents um, for rental assistance in response to COVID-19. One million was provided to Father Bill's Mainspring for their state-of-the-art facility that not only provides sh uh, shelter, but wraparound supports, programs, and services, and 30 permanent housing on site. 
The work by the Affordable Housing Trust Fund extends far beyond providing affordable housing. We help create jobs, stimulate economic growth, preserve historic significant properties like the one we're here to celebrate here today, and most importantly, we provide a sense of stability and a hope to those in need. And with that, I'll pass it back to one of my bosses, Mr. Fetzis. Thank you very much, Sherry. Um, at this time, I'm going to pass it on to my boss, um, who needs no introduction. But I will just say his support of affordable housing is unprecedented in the city's history. And you don't have to ask me. You can ask people like Sheldon Bennett. We're here day one. And the influx of support resources has been an incredible addition to what we do to call Quincy the best city in the Commonwealth to live in. So with that, I ask Mayor Thomas Cope to come up and say a word or two. Thank you, James, and thanks for your leadership with the playing department. You have a great team. Uh, we in the city have a great team. Grateful to the Community Preservation Committee, the Affordable Housing Trust. We have so many members of our community that sit on boards and commissions that work very hard to get the results that we talk about today. Uh, they do that without any compensation. It's a love of the community that drives that, so we're grateful for that. So today we're standing on what is the uh, Seth Spear site on Spear Street, and there's a little history involved here. I want to talk a little bit about that history first. The first Seth Spear was a, a, a contemporary of John Adams. He actually served in the Revolutionary War, a war veteran from that most important war that created this great experiment, the republic that we live in, great democracy uh, today. Uh, his son, Sespi, was the one that would have been involved in this first house. So this would have been built in the early 1800s and uh, some additions over time. I believe it was added to the National Register in 1989. So today, for me, it's a twofer. We're talking about doing some affordable housing units while preserving a historic structure. As we all know, the city is extremely historic and we can't save every structure that's old, but I think in the right places at the right time, we can do the right thing. And that's what we're doing here today with this structure. Uh, Spear Street is an interesting street. It's got a mixture of types of housing. And I know the neighborhood was felt inundated when there was a proposal here just a few years back uh, to put some 34 units on this site and it would have had a dramatic impact on the site and the neighborhood. It's not far from the historic district of Quincy Center or the transportation hub here with Quincy Center Station, uh, but nonetheless, it's a little further into the neighborhood from the core of the center. So recognizing the sensitivity of that, recognizing the importance of the historic aspect of it, and recognizing the need to continue to come up with workforce and affordable housing, we thought this was an easy one to pursue. So I know the Affordable Housing Trust has already uh, voted to support and purchased it, and now the Community Preservation Committee is going to be looking at, and I know, Maureen, we've talked about looking for more housing projects. We've done a lot of open space and other things. Uh, I think this is going to fit nicely, and we look forward to the dialogue and discussion before the uh, Community Preservation Committee once we have the plans a bit more finalized. So uh, it could stand between 8 and 13 units. We're going through that. I believe we've settled on 8 right now, uh, and uh, it is a tight site for parking, but Again, being near the center, we think that office uh, 
uh, a lot of folks very eased with getting to public transportation. So um, there's some images up here. It's early on in the process. We secured the building at this point, and uh, we'll begin the process now working with the architect, getting the pricing down, the estimates down, going to the Community Preservation Committee, and they begin the process of the construction. Now, the city of Quincy specifically isn't in the housing business, though we have the public housing authority that I appoint the commissioners to, and Scott Campbell is, is one of those commissioners. Um, you know, we're not in the business as a city department to maintain these, so we'll probably work on an arrangement with either the housing authority or perhaps NeighborWorks or some of the entities we have here that do this every day and know how to maintain the properties uh, so that, that that's done. The beauty of this is, and I know this is where Jim and the housing people start to cringe, uh, when we meet the, uh, the threshold, the whole 10%, the state has certain requirements uh, to do certain things, and many times we do a project and we don't get a lot of Quincy people in that project because we're following the state guidelines. I'm really not interested in finding a house for somebody from Springfield. So this project is going to be Quincy people only. And we're not... I say that respectfully to the state. There's no state money involved here. It's all local money, and uh, so I, I think the people of our city should come first with this. So I'm excited about it. You probably have read a little about work on the Housing Authority for 16 uh, family units down in Germantown, right by O'Brien Towers. It's going to be another great project to add to the uh, the challenge that we have. I mean, I, you know, we talk a lot about the difficulty and affordability. You know, it's, it's, it's a good problem and a bad problem, right? House values have gone up dramatically. That means people want to live here. That means we're doing some things uh, that people like. The downside is we get young people trying to break into the market and the cost to break in with the house is difficult. The other thing I'll say is it's not just specific workforce affordable housing. It's housing across the board. It's supply and demand. In the greater Boston area, there's a great shortage in housing. So we as a city, though I've been criticized at times, we're doing our part to create those additional units to help stabilize the rents across the board. If there's not enough housing units, the landlords could go up very easily on the rent because there's a demand for that space. So it's not just about specific affordable units, it's about housing in general. So we're going to continue to work hard on this uh, with all the partners we have at the table. And uh, I, I should mention, too, that the chief author of this, as I recall, back in 01, was Joe Finn, City Council at Lodge. Joe worked very hard on this. That was his lifelong uh, mission, really, is to get people the help they need to get into a home. And not necessarily a home. Not everyone should be in a home out with a white picket fence, but a home meaning they got somewhere to go at night when they come home, turn the key, come in, whether it's a room or a couple of rooms to call their own. So I want to certainly thank uh, Joe Finn for his, his really vision uh, to creating the, the inclusionary zone, which led to today the money and units that could put in by, by the developers today. So with that, I or Sherry will talk, because Sherry knows all the details. I, uh, I do want to acknowledge again Tom Fabrizio. He's, he's very quiet in the background, but uh, Tom is very much a part of this when we first talked about this, and appreciate all his work um, at the time. You probably voted on that, uh, that ordinance, Thomas. So, any question with anybody? Yes, Hannah. The question was uh, when it might be finished, how much it may cost. Uh, I don't want to get, get the estimate right now on the cost, but I can tell you we'll be in the ground in the spring. Uh, from that time, Joe, what do you think, about a year? Anybody else? Scott? Uh, is it building or 
It, it includes both buildings, correct? Yep. Pretty unique site in many, many ways. The other thing that Bob Damon whispered in my ear before we got started was uh, back in the early 1900s, there was a woman who worked at the library and she got local business people to contribute money to create, this was a rooming house for women at one time in the early 1900s, which I had no idea. Um, and I thank Bob for that information as well. So this has gone through an evolution of uses over the years and uh, now we're back to creating some affordable housing for our Quincy people. So no, no further questions. I, I appreciate you coming. This is an exciting project and I look forward to getting it completed with all your cooperation. Enjoy the day, God bless. Well, thank you again for your attendance. That concludes the presentation by uh, the mayor. And I just want to, again, thank you all. Your participation, each and every one of you, has been important to this process. And uh, we haven't finished anything yet. We're going to continue to do this mission. And thank you all for being here.